Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Kristen Guile. I am the Chief Content Officer of A Sweat Life, and today we are talking to Courtney Phillips. Courtney is the co-founder of Gumbo Media, which is a storytelling platform and a content engine that expands the narrative of Black life. And then she is also the content or also the co-founder of Gumbo Fit, which is powered by Nike Running, and it's a grassroots running organization that's cultivating a unique community and prioritizing the health and wellness goals of Black and Brown fitness enthusiasts across Chicago, particularly on the South and the West Side communities. Hi, Courtney. How's it going? Hi. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you. Um, I think I first met you last year at Sweat Working Week when you participated in our race and wellness finale panel um, with Colin Hudson and Kayla, I think it was. Um, But I think it's been that long since I've seen you. So it's nice to see your face through my screen. Yeah, I think it's been almost like, I don't know, a full year. Yeah. 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 So, um, and that panel was so great. And honestly, A Sweat Life really did such a good job of like, you know, um, just like, cause we all had to follow the guidelines, but then you guys were able to do something very large scale and also like meet all the guidelines, made sure everyone had so much space. And like, it felt, I don't know, like it, it was just like, oh my gosh, I, I forgot how much I miss the events, you know? So you guys really do a, a fantastic job. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, it was a crazy week. Um, but it, it sweat working week last year was just like such a nice oasis of semi normality, normalcy, semi normalcy, um, that it was just so mm-hmm. exciting to like see people. And even if you weren't really like touching them, but like you could feel the good energy, which it's just hard to do in a zoom. And I'm sure it seems like you also sort of thrive off in-person connections, um, with all the organizing that you do. Um, so I'm sure that you are also excited about, this summer and um, how things have started to change for the better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, you know, uh, I mean, I'll get into a lot of the community um, gathering that we've been doing over the past year, including in 2020. But like, yeah, if anything, it really showed us like how we can um, still do what we do and still gather folks and, and also give them like an opportunity to just get out of the house, move their bodies. And that's always been the goal, right? Like we just want people to move their bodies, but then it just became a whole new goal and achievement when you could do it also during like a pandemic. Well, I gave sort of a brief introduction to you, but I think there are a lot of gaps that you can probably fill in. So I would love to hear you sort of tell our audience a little bit more about yourself Um, and how you got to be where you are today and maybe what you're working on right now. And then we'll get into the rest of it from there. Yeah. So yes, I'm Courtney Phillips. I'm the co-founder of Gumbo Media. My co-founder is my fiance. So um, that's really amazing to just be able to work with him and to also just build um, a life together and and, and centered around, um, you know, telling black stories, black and brown stories, expanding the narrative of black life through content curation, um, uh, content opportunities and community. And so I think that ultimately, you know, we, we've switched our business a little bit, especially during the pandemic where we were beforehand a lot, very like event heavy. And then the pandemic happened and we like kind of through ourselves even more so than we had before into business services. And so we have a very large team of creatives that we can pull from to kind of give our clients like kind of this like a la carte, like, you know, 
you know, opportunity to like work with creatives that can like fit their needs. And so everything from what we call like seed, root, and then tree companies, like so from everything from SVDCs to large, well-known household name type of companies. Um, and like, we've grown so much. And, and, and I would say that a lot of people don't really know about that a whole lot. And obviously we're here to talk about sport. Um, but that is really like the underlying reason why I'm able to do what I can do with Gumbo Fit and Gumbo Fit branched out of that um, with, again, going back to the idea of expanding the narrative of black life, my thought and, you know, my, my team's thought were just kind of like, okay, well, what does that look like in the context of fitness? Um, and so from there, I was like, oh, it'd be funny if it was like Gumbo Fit, like, you know, and so it was kind of like silly at first to be honest. And, and then it like turned into this like very legitimate thing. And it was like, you know, and we're like uh, powered by Nike running, we're running marathons. I ran my first marathon. We're now training a cohort of individuals running, you know, where more than half of them are running their first marathon as well. Like it's wild. And our community has literally grown from like me and then like four other people to like yesterday at our track meet or track uh, workout, we had accounted 46 people. And I'm just like, yeah. That's amazing. Sorry. Sometimes I like make faces in the camera and then I realize that we're on a podcast and people can't hear my face. So right. every now and then I have to do a reset and, and yeah. verbalize. Um, that's amazing. 46 people coming out for a track workout is a lot of people, uh, yeah. especially when it seems like y'all run the wide range from very beginner to more experienced runners. Um, mm-hmm. And that, I think that says something about the community you've created and like a welcoming atmosphere that is not intimidating at all for people to walk into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that I, like, so I recently was traveling and I was in New York and I was like, Oh, let me go and visit one of the run clubs out there. And I, cause I really wanted the experience of showing up to a run club where no one knew me because like I could do that in Chicago, but now, now that people know Gumbo Fit, like if I show up, even though I'm yeah. like new, they're still going to be like, Oh, Hey Courtney, or it's yeah. like, Oh, Gumbo Fit. If I, cause they asked me what I do, I'm going to tell them. Yeah. And so, um, and so like that was my opportunity while traveling to just be like unknown and to have that experience as a as a runner finding a community building up the courage to go and I realized like it's going to be intimidating no matter what because you're putting yourself out there so yes like we try to make it as as like I don't even as non intimidating as possible but I I think that um either way it is, um, just slightly, but it's just like, once you get here, once you, once you come out, once, cause it's like coming out is like the first, like, that's the hardest part, but once you get there, then it's going to be like, Hey, thanks for coming. Glad you're joining us. You know? So like, we really like, even like me and my co-captains, like we all make it our priority to make sure that we identify who's new and let them know that they are, they are welcomed in our space. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, do the same thing at our events um, where we, Gina really forces everybody to make a friend before the event starts. You know, she'll say, raise your hand if you're new. And then she'll give everyone like an icebreaker question and say, you're here to meet a friend, go say hi to somebody you don't know. Um, And just as I've grown older, like the power of like having someone else like help facilitate that is just so strong because it can be really scary to like go up to someone on your own and say hello. But once it's you know, it's just a part of the event. It's a part of the the atmosphere and the culture. Then it becomes a lot more fun and a lot less nerve wracking. 
Exactly. Uh, well, let's back up a little bit because I know we do have a lot to talk about with Gumbo Fit, but I do want to hear about Gumbo Media as well. Um, so what I, I'm curious about is some of the stories that you guys have told and what has stayed with you. Like, what do you think have been some of the most impactful stories that you've been able to share with your creators? Um, with Gumbo Fit? Um, yeah, I would Gumbo just- Media. Yeah, I mean, so with Gumbo Media, we just recently had our, what we call our potluck. Everything's related to food. (laughs) They picked it, you know what I mean? It's not just me and Matt, it's like our whole team. Um, But we, where we gather every, like all of the, our creatives, our project managers, uh, Matt and I jump on and we just kind of do like a show and tell. We tell everybody like what projects we're working on. Because like, if you don't work with someone and you don't see them that are like the first, when you see them, you don't know what they're working on. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's a good time to like really have that like community gathering as a, as a team, which is obviously a running thread throughout everything that between Gumbo Media and Gumbo Fit. But like recently one of our, our creatives was just like, I, ha- you know, have come from a lot of work environments that like I did not feel safe in, I did not feel seen in. And it's just like, we, they really, uh, like, we've really worked so hard to cultivate space for the people that we work with to feel like they belong um, and that they're seen and valued. And so it just was like, and so we're consistently hearing that um, come back to us. And I think that it's like, that's something that like Matthew, my partner and I, my my co-founder and I are really proud of. And I, and I think about the fact that that's exactly what Gumbo Fit is built on as well, because like it's me, but then it's, it's co- co-captains as well. And so it's me and literally five other co-captains because mm-hmm. I know that I could not have done this by myself. Um, as a runner, as an athlete, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're familiar with the Bowerman concept of like Nike Bowerman of like, you know, if you have a body, you are an athlete, which is like, yeah. Um, but it's like, if you're new to a sport, you you still feel a little awkward and you might not feel as confident. So like, that's definitely was me when I started Gumbo Fit, because like, I had never really ran with another run club, wasn't really familiar with like much of anything in the running world. But then I was like, I want to run, a, I want to run a marathon and, and I know how to gather community so you know like that's my strong shoot is like gathering community and like having like making sure everyone feels welcomed and so um having my co-captains and making sure that they feel like well actually not even making sure that they feel like just actually giving them like their own sense of leadership mm-hmm. their own sense of ownership of like what we're building together um and just making it you know not so like um hierarchical like or just like it's not a hierarchy it's very much like either flat or like cyclical I always say it always comes back to the community anyway so like um that's really kind of the model that we try to facilitate in both sides of our business and so um but then I would say and I'm not trying to be super long-winded but like even with the runner you can do (laughs) even with the runners of like gumbo fit I would say that many of like it's same with like how the creatives have said like this space is the space I want to work in like a lot of the runners who are part of our community are like this is the community that I want to run in and and like move my body in. I feel like people around me really care about my health and wellness and like that is like that's all that's 
all that really matters to me. Like, I want to make sure that people want to come out next time. I've had runners who are like, they hit us up on, on in DMs and they're like, can I come out? And I'm like, yes. Or like, but I don't really run. I'm like, it's okay. You can walk. Like, you know, as long as you can do something within like an hour, like on Saturday mornings, I'm always like, just try to wrap it up in an hour, whatever you're going to do, just move your body. If you don't want you like, yes, we're a run club, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you can get to running later. Um, yes. the point it's is serious. It's just moving. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, I just have heard, like, I think with our runners and, and the, like, just the fact that they continue to come out every week, I think that in of itself just shows that what we're doing is working and, um, and I, and it's just like, it, and, and is growing for a reason. And I think that even with a sweat life, it's just like, you could say the same thing. Thank you. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of a sweat life, let's get into the first question that we ask everyone who comes on our podcast. So, Courtney, will you tell us about a big goal that you've set in the past, why it was important to you and what you did to get there? Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I should just talk about the marathon because like for me, running, yeah, yeah, like running a marathon has always been a big goal for me um, before I even moved to Chicago, which was almost six years now. So I've been here for a while. Um, it's definitely home for me. Um, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota originally. Um, always been interested in fitness. Always did like sports growing up really. But then like I always did like softball or like I'm from Minnesota. So like we did cross country skiing and like, you know, like, yeah. And so um, and volleyball. So I never really did any sport that forced me to run a whole lot. I mean, I guess cross country skiing is running on skis, but I only did that for like one season or so enjoyed it, but it was a short stint of time. And so um, running a marathon was important to me because I always thought that I wasn't a good runner or that I couldn't run. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I think that that's kind of the case for a lot of people who have never, who kind of have that same background relationship with running. Mm-hmm. And so I just almost wanted to just see if I could just do something, do it because I keep, for some reason, something in my head kept telling me that I couldn't. So I just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to prove myself wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the community aspect of Gumbo Fit, I was like, I knew part of the reason why Gumbo Fit even exists is like, because selfishly, I wanted to run a run a, a marathon, but I also knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it by myself. <laughs> so you tricked a lot of people into doing it with you. Exactly. And so, you know, and then also just attracted a lot of people who have done it already. And then mm-hmm. like, I learned so much from them and then like, was like, you should be a captain because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know more about this than I do. And like, I know I'm really good at the administrative stuff, community gathering. I can, you know, I'll do social media, but like you guys are the experts. <laughs> yeah. They know what they're talking about when it comes to like when to replace your running shoes and how to taper and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, so how did that first marathon go? Oh, it went really well. I mean, I, okay. So I'm going to be honest. It took me four hours and 45 minutes to finish. Um, I've been told that that's good for a first time marathon. Um, I, I have now a goal to qualify for Boston. I feel like the more I say it, the more it'll force me to actually do it. Cause like I was talking to <laughs> coach Robin and, mm-hmm. uh, Nike run coach, uh, edge, like I said before, and literally last night, I just said, I literally mentioned it to her and she's like, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like that's pretty normal. You know, you like your first marathon, you just like, you take, you know, like people take their time also like, she's like, that's a good time for your first marathon. She's like, now she's like, I literally work with someone who had like a similar first marathon time. And now she runs like a let like three eleven 
Um, yeah, three hours, 11 Wait, minutes. Three hours here. Just yeah. So like, right. And right. And honestly, though, in 2019, one of my captains, Candace James, she just had a, she had a baby who I think her baby's nine months now. Her name's Zuri. Mm-hmm. Like shout out Zuri. I love her so much. And mm-hmm. Candace, she's a fit mom. Love her. She, that marathon in 2019, she cut an hour off of her marathon. Yeah. And that's crazy wild. Yeah. So the possibilities of cutting down your time and, and like, I would just say that, like, just be honest and like honor that first marathon and know that you can do better. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at. I think it's important too, that you end your first marathon feeling good. Like yeah. that when I, I did my first one and I remember crossing the finish line being like, okay, I can do that again. And I know that sounds inconceivable for a lot of people, but it sounds like you were kind of in the same boat where like you ran smartly and like felt good throughout the day. And so you didn't end it, you know, wishing you had never spent those four hours and 45 minutes running the streets. Yeah. And I would say too, like, you're completely right. I really wanted to enjoy this first marathon. I really wanted, like I did, I brought my AirPods with me and I put them in like my back pocket, mm-hmm. but I never took them out once. Cause I didn't need them. Like, cause mm-hmm. there's just so much going on, whether it be actually like people playing music, mm-hmm. people cheering you on, people trying to hand you food, water, whatever. Like it, it's such, it's so much fun. And it, and the vibes change throughout the entire course. So I was just like, Oh, this is like, this is, this is an event. It's a celebration. And, and I, and like, yeah, I feel like it, it is just something where for me too, during training, I've always been like super cautious about like, I would rather under train than overtrain, which I've actually found out is just like, that is like, you never want to overtrain and waste all your energy. You want to be able to use that athleticism for your actual race day versus, you know, so it is okay to kind of like be a little conservative with yourself because one, you don't want to get hurt. You want to make sure that you're recovering well. And then you also want to make sure that like, once you get to the the actual race day, whether it be a marathon, even or half, if you want to get into ultras, whatever, it's like that you can perform, but also enjoy yourself and not just feel completely depleted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you ran your first marathon. You are now training. Is it for Chicago this fall? I'm not because I'm facilitating an entire cohort and just making sure that they're getting across the finish line. You know, and I, but I, during this time, like I actually have gotten certified as a Nike road, not a Nike, but like a road running coach Um, with RRCA, which is like, for me, that's, that's a big accomplishment going from not knowing much to like knowing by experiencing and then actually learning, you know, and, and doing a whole course on it and just like really expanding my knowledge. So now I actually feel like I can talk about running a little bit more. So I'm just using this opportunity to facilitate, mm-hmm. learn more, and then also to identify what I want to do because like mm-hmm. kind of been interested in tries, kind of been interested in ultra marathons. And so I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's my question then. What has changed in how you approach Gumbo Fit and the programming and the community since your first marathon and from now, how has that sort of evolved your, your mindset and how you approach being a leader in this setting? Yeah, I would say that it's definitely less about me. I would mm. say, because again, like I started it with just like thinking I want to run a marathon and I want community around me, but I also kind of want to create, but then like I always know I say selfishly, but I also know in the back of my mind, I'm always like, Oh, I could, 
I know it's going to be great because I was doing this already with Gumbo Media, but then I was gathering community in other ways. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the end of the day, I know everyone is going to benefit from it. Um, but I think that I had to be invested first in it for it to work. Yeah. And so that was me being invested because I had a personal goal that I wanted to meet. Now, now that we've gotten our community, I've grown our community. And now that we are facilitating a 20 week a training program with an entire cohort, like the, the, I would say the focus is still the same because it's a, it's it's similar because it's still focused on like community. It's just now like (laughs) such a broader, broader group of folks. I don't even know how to explain. Yeah. And I would say that for me, I'm also thinking about like uh, my personal focus is more centered around like, what does it mean for a black woman, myself, to be in the running community, like at large, um, In because running is, is a predominantly a white sport for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, like, what does it mean for me to be, to be here, to have, to take up space, to lead a community? What does it mean for me to curate um, races? Because we curated six races in the span of nine months in partnership with edge. So it's like, and I've never met any other black women who are putting on races around me. So Mm -hmm. I very much like, you know, so it's like, I'm also just thinking about what is the impact? Where can I, how can I continue to live within this, this running space, but then like kind of kick down some doors and like, kind of figure out like, what can I do? Because I'm like, yes, I can lead a, lead a run club. That's, we're doing it. It's going really great. I love what we're doing, but I'm now I'm thinking on a personal level again, because I always say that, like, if I'm interested in it, it's like, that's, that's going to be, that's, and it ends up helping others as well. Right. Cause I want to be invested in it. So I'm also just thinking, okay, so what can I do to expand, um, and also be, um, kind of like, uh, just like, an example for others Mm -hmm. to do these things. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, you know, it's clear that a lot of other people believe in you too and in your power of leadership in this space. You know, you mentioned Coach Robin of Edge Athlete Lounge and working with her to um, curate races and Gumbo Fit is powered by Nike Running, which I'm sure lends a lot of support and, um, I don't know if publicity is the right word, but maybe just awareness uh, Mm -hmm. of what you're doing and how you're doing it and where you're doing it. Um, So I think it's clear that there's like a want for women like you to be leaders in this space um, and a a need for, you know, new voices, black voices, brown voices, people who uh, we haven't traditionally looked to, to be leaders in wellness, stepping up and encouraging more people to come join the community. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, you're, you're right. Cause it's just like, I think that there's a lot of booming interest. I think, I think black people, black and brown folks have been leading in wellness for a while, like in their own ways. But I would just say that running specifically is different. Like it's such an, it, it can be such an, ex, it's kind I kind of consider it a little bit of an extreme sport in some ways, just because mm-hmm. it's, I guess everyone can do it. But then when you start thinking about like training for really intense things like tries and ultras, then it's like, it be, like it becomes even more, it's running's already kind of niche and then you add extreme and then it becomes even more niche. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and then also diversity continues to 
get smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I'm like, I think that there's a, there's already, there's, I, I, I know in my own community, a lot of black and brown leaders um, in fitness who, you know, they do training. There's a lot, I know plenty of yogis. I know a lot of like, you know, and I think that that's really amazing. And so I'm thinking about now, like, okay, I feel like a lot of those areas are taken care of in a lot of ways, or they, there's already trailblazers going, like they're already there. They don't need me. I don't need to reinvent the wheel, you know, like I, but I'm thinking, okay, so, but in running, I still see a lot of gaps. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's kind of like why I try to be very specific about running because it's like, it's all health and wellness, but I want to know, I want people to know that I care about running. Yeah. um, Because I think that it's, it's something that, it's, it's just the thing is my tool for like changing lives and changing and moving, you know, community. Yeah. That it's yeah. interesting too, because, you know, you're totally correct in that you say the more niche you get within running, you know, the longer distances, the more training that's required, the, the wider and richer, I think it gets. Um, yeah. But at face value, running is one of the most accessible forms of fitness you can do. You know, you need a pair of tennis shoes and, a street. And that's essentially it. So that gap is kind of interesting to me and how we can like communicate that accessibility without the intimidation and like showing people like, okay, you can run a marathon if you want to, but if you just want to get out and jog around the block with your friends a few times, that's also totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think so there, I think I've had this conversation with a lot of people, including like my captains about just the accessibility of running, because I, yeah, I think at first it like we, the thought is, is yeah, just put on some shoes and go running. But then it's like, but then when you think about, okay, do you have shoes? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they're, you're safe to run around your block? Like, cause not everybody lives on a block where just going outside and running around their block is like, okay. Yeah. So like, I think running seems to be super accessible but then when you have a situation where yeah you can run but then it's like not everyone is has access to the knowledge because for me no one growing up no one suggested that I run Mm -hmm. I was I was told oh you'd be great for basketball you'd be great for volleyball Courtney's tall for the for the listeners at home Courtney I'm I'm five nine (laughs) yeah exactly but it's just like no one no one came up to me and was like why don't you run? You know, like, no, like not even like my parents. I don't, I don't have anyone in my family who ran. Yeah. Not even leisurely. Yeah. So like, I think that that accessibility of even just like having examples of individuals in your family or friend groups that like run, like, I think that that it's like, it's actually not as accessible as we want to make it seem. Even when you think about the commercialization of jogging. Yeah happened in Portland, right? Bowerman and all these, you know, like a lot of this stuff is just like, and it was targeted towards white middle-class people to get outside because they had the leisure and time in their day to go running versus like black folks. It's just like, we got to pay our bills. We don't have time to go outside and run. Although yes, historically black and brown people have been running. Yes, running. But I would say the commercialization of running it just continues to be white and actually not as accessible to the black and brown communities as I think we want to make it seem because it is more than just putting on shoes. Oh, I'm so glad you shared all of that. Um, Yeah. Now that I think about it too, when you're talking about like leisure time to run, you know, 
it all depends on what kind of job you have. And, you know, when you're working, when you're off work, maybe you get off work at six in the morning and that's not a great time to run or you get off late at night. Um, There are a lot of hidden barriers that I have not had to deal with um, that I'm going to be thinking about now for a while. So thank you for sharing all of those. Before we take a break for some Zen with Sunday Scaries, we want to remind you how obsessed we are with their delicious and super effective CBD-infused gummies packed with vitamins D3 and B12. And you can enjoy 20% off on their website with code LIFE20. So you can enter max relax mode. That's L-I-F-E-2-0. Now let's take a pause with some easy box breathing. First, exhale all your air and prepare to breathe in counts of four. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three. Four. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. There. That's not so scary. Now go take on the day. Let's get into the second part of our question that we ask everyone who comes on this show. Uh, Tell us about a big goal you're working towards for the future, why it's important to you, and what you're doing to get after it right now. Yeah, I mean, for the future, I would say a lot of things that, I mean, I'm pretty, kind of what I mentioned in the past, like just trying to figure out what I want to do. I'm kind of like playing with the idea of like writing about running. Mm. Um, and I, again, playing with the idea, um, we'll see where that goes, but I, but I think that that's, that's again, like going back to the thought of like, what are the, where can I kind of break down some doors and like kind of trailblaze a little bit. And I, and I don't want to make it sound like that, like that is just me because I know that there's other people of color Mm -hmm. in this space of running and I don't want to discount their efforts. Um, but I just, even with them, even being, in this running kind of effort with them, there's still space, not only for everyone that's here, but a lot of other people that might be coming, you know, in the future. So I I think that the more that we can do, even in our siloed spaces, or even as collective, I'm just like, that's kind of where I, I see myself. I continue to see myself within fitness. I continue to see myself within running. I, I do see me training for something at some point. I just got to figure out what I'm passionate about. Again, I literally had this conversation with Coach Robin last night, and she's just like, if it doesn't excite you, then you're not going to want to get out and run for it. So it's mm-hmm. like, you need to figure out what you want to do, whether it be a 5k, your fastest 5k or a a marathon, or like, you know, there's fun races that you can do. There's cross state races Mm -hmm. that that you can do team races that you can do. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I think for me in my future, I think it's like, it's, it, fitness is definitely in my future. I'll also say gumbo media continuing to grow and, and like just 
doing amazing things in, in like our business, in our work within business development and just like our services team. I just like continue to see that growing and continue, continuing to just grow and like facilitate a space for creatives to be supported and taken care of. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's kind of where, like, where I kind of like know generally that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know I love everything that I'm doing. I just want to keep doing it. And then Mm -hmm. also just explore new opportunities within that. Mm -hmm. What does that process look like for you when you have a bunch of ideas of things that you want to do or could be doing, but you know, you want to narrow it down to something like how, how will you go about deciding whether it's a, another 5k or a cross state race or whatever is next? How, How do you narrow that down? That's a good question. I think right now it's kind of like what's on my mind the most. Like, mm-hmm. what's the one thing? Because I, for me, I've uh, like I feel like there's that. I don't know if it's a saying that everyone knows or just a thing where it's just like if if it's even if it's something that you want to buy. Like I try to I try to move very intuitively, and I'm trying to just stay. I'm trying to continue with that effort and actually like just sharpen that tool even more of just like listening to my intuition and just like. Mm-hmm if I'm still thinking about it, you know, and if I'm like, if that's the thing that like makes me like, I don't know, tingle inside or gives me goosebumps, like that's clearly something that I feel called to do. So like, that's usually the thing where I'm just like, all right, this is what I need to make time for. And then I also just like, I think it's important to not over commit oneself, um, which I'm still working on. I'm not trying to sit here on a on a pedestal about none of this. I'm just saying like, this is like some of the things that I'm trying to practice, you know, yeah. it's like, this is, this is in my practice of just like not over committing myself, um, um, moving forward with, with things and people that I, that I'm inspired by, I would say, mm-hmm. like, I think like even just working with individuals, bringing people onto our team or just like, like right now, like, yeah, I think it's all about like, do I, do I feel comfortable with you? Do I feel like there's a connection of like you know, a vibrational connection, honestly. And so yeah. like, um, so yeah, like, I think that that's really what focuses me. And then, you know, for a little bit more of a grounded answer, I also have my fiance and mm-hmm. like, talking to him is amazing. I'll also say therapy has really helped me hone in on the things that like I need to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suggest therapy to everybody. Cause I yeah. think that it's helped create, make my life more clear yes. in many ways. Yeah. Even if you're not in a crisis situation, I think one thing that our team has learned this past year too, is that therapy is just a helpful toolkit to have in your back pocket. In some sessions, I'm literally just talking to my therapist about everything that's good in my life and other sessions we do a lot more work. So it's there at all times. Um, And I love what she said about like just finding people who inspire you and who you vibe with really well, because I don't know if you've made this connection, but I'm sure that's what you have been to the members of the Gumbo Fit community um, who have stuck with your running and your programming thus far. Um, I'm sure they feel that same connection to you. And I think hard things are a lot easier when you are doing them with people that you think are just slightly better and slightly cooler than you. <laughs> uh, amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That's I, yeah, that is, that's amazing. That's a really great compliment. Um, I want to call back one more thing before we get into some end matter for the show. Uh, you said that you didn't want to take away from other black and brown fitness and running organizers specifically because they were doing great things. Are there any that you want to shout out specifically that our audience should know about? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I probably should. I need to like create a list so that I can actually just like 
be accountable and actually name everyone. So if you're listening to this and I don't say your name, sorry, but <laughs> um, I would say one thing is, I would say like close to home is uh, seven on Sundays. They are a run club in Chicago that actually started like literally just a couple months, like 90, like around the exact same time that Gummo Fit started, which is, um, I think really amazing. And I kind of like, I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but like, um, real, I literally realized this like recently. So, and Ian, who is one of the, um, leaders of it along with Aaron, um, he and I have a podcast together now called the runner's club podcast. So nice. Gonna shout that out real quick. It's really great. Just start we'll it. it in the show notes. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, so, you know, there's that. And then, um, uh, shoot. Uh, so seven on Sundays, there's also like a lot of like older, and I don't say that like negatively, but like just run clubs that have been around for a while, like, uh, uh, black Chicago runners, men run these streets. Um, there's a few that are popping up now, like, um, around the city. I think that like, I think specifically, and I, and I don't want to take credit for everything, but like, I think Gumbo Fit, cause like you're saying, Nike has definitely shone, shown a, a spotlight on us. And then also just like our efforts. And I think that it has really inspired others to kind of like start their own communities, which I love. Cause I always say that, like, I don't want to be responsible to gather all of the community. I think everyone, you know, we need to have different vibes too. Like blackness is so, so diverse. Everything from what's centrally known to what's on the fringes. It's like, there needs to be diversity in in running to reflect us, you know? Like, so Mm -hmm. I I really encourage anyone to just start a run club or even just a small fitness group with their friends. But, um, and then I think there, I think it's diversity run, which I technically haven't been introduced to them directly, but they really popped off last year during the uprising and they've blown up quite a bit. So I would definitely check them out. I would also just say like, if you're in any city across the United States, and you're curious about run run clubs or even starting a run club, it's like, I would definitely suggest like joining one of the run clubs in your city. And I would just say like, you, if you go to one run clubs, Instagram, even like gumbo fit, like I do a very, I try my best to like, whenever I come across a new run club, I literally follow them because if <laughs> anyone comes to our Instagram and goes to who we follow, they can literally scroll down and see a whole bunch of like run clubs that they can pick from. So, I mean, I'm saying everything. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I think that, you know, and we all kind of follow each other. Like, I think mm-hmm. if anything, we all see each other and we, it's like, yeah, we want, I want my food feed to be of other people running. Yeah. So yeah, I would say like always kind of use that as a tool. Um, and also like, you know, I encourage everyone to just do even just a quick Google search of like run clubs in New York. Like I literally, again, I was there not too long ago. I joined, we run uptown. They're also sponsored by Nike. Um, I joined them and it was fantastic. And I was, and it literally was the first time that I've ran in the city, in, in the streets of, in, of New York, it was the first time that I like saw certain areas of the city. Yeah. And I was just like, and this is how a really good way of like seeing a city from a local's point of view. So mm-hmm. I think that that's always great. Um, yeah. I mean, I think like, I think that's kind of like a really good place to start. Yeah. There are there. Yeah. Because I would say like, start where the run clubs are at. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to do some research so that we can link to all of those in our blog posts and in our show notes. Courtney, you've been an awesome guest. Uh, It is time to wrap this up. But before we go, I want to give you 
your moment of self-promotion. We would love to know where we can find Gumbo Fit, Gumbo Media, everything that you're working on. Where is the easiest place for us to find you on the internet so we can stay up to date? Yes. So um, you can find me on Instagram at Courtney and Phillips. The end is my middle name, Nicole. So just one word, Courtney and Phillips. And then um, you can find Gumbo Media, just like that. The food Gumbo Media, one word, Gumbo Fit, Gumbo Fit, one word, all on Instagram. Um, And um, maybe I think we're, (laughs) we might have our, our Instagram up for the runner club, the runner's club podcast up soon, but that that's another thing to look out for. Cause we need somewhere to put all the content. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's kind of, kind of it. And then, you know, obviously there's so many links in bio and I, and then I'll just last but not least, just shout out the fact that like gumbo fit, yes, we're centered around, um, the black, uh, black community, black, brown community, but like we're open to we're open to the public. Like our runs on Saturdays, you can pop up to our track workout. You can pop up to um, just show up. The link is in our bio with like the geo link where you can actually find us. You know, so like it's super easy to find us. If you have any questions, DM us. Um, but yeah, I, please come through. All right. Well, I will have to take you up on that soon as I try to get back into running after a long winter off. But Courtney, thank you so much for being on We Got Goals today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone from our audience for listening. Thank you to Ryan Deffitt for editing the audio. Thanks to Ryan Barriuga for editing the video. And we will see you all on the internet for another episode of We Got Goals next week.